Welcome back to the IT Blog Daily Podcast, Episode 2. I really appreciate it, you guys, um, following along and listening. So right now, I just finished up some Uber rides, started Uber. So, it's pretty interesting. Met some new people. Some of them didn't talk, which is kind of cool. I'm starting to open my my horizons, I guess that'll be, or open my mind to uh, being more vocal and speaking more. Usually, when people I know, I, I talk a lot, but if I don't want to talk to you, I just don't, and that's majority of the time. If 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 I don't know you, like majority of the time, I just don't want to talk to you. But now I'm being more out there. Um, Obviously, I have things to, to promote. I have this blog that I'm doing. And I'm also trying to pick up some contract work on the side um, regarding IT-related things. So I'm trying to be out there, trying to talk more. I'm trying to use that skill, communicate. And I know I, I brought it up in the top five skills paper I wrote. posted on my blog the IT blog that info check that out but communication is very very important in IT you're going to be dealing a lot with customers and users and not only that you'll be dealing with CEOs CTOs of your company that hired you or if it's small enough, or most definitely your clients. You'll be dealing with the end user, of course, but then who guess who calls when the end user is not getting the support needed? It's the CEO. So majority of the managed service providers support small to medium-sized businesses. In my experience, six years working in IT, all six of them pretty much in the managed services um, world, in that field, in that industry, I dealt with more CEOs ever. I've I've never seen more business people than I did until I got into IT. People who ran the company, people who ran buildings and all that, um, I never... Um, I always was, when I did meet them, I was very nervous, freaked out about uh, meeting them because, I, you know, these people can fire me, these people can whatever, have this power, right? When I got into IT, man, I, those people that were, that I was so intimidated by were the people, like, on the phone begging for help. Like, just please get our systems up. And that's not a good position to be in, just in general. That speaks very badly on that provider, that IT support, because your, your system should never be in that critical um, danger, and especially not consistently. Um, but, uh, you know, I started in a very small company, so it happened quite a lot, almost daily, um, PTSD level. And... 
that skill, it just developed in regards to communication with uh, business owners, being very vocal, um, knowing how to communicate, when to say things, when not to say things. Uh, I learned that all by experience, a thousand percent on it by experience. When when things are so broken and I don't have no idea how to fix it at all, not even close. I'm just figuring it out because I've never dealt with this particular problem before and it's for some reason a critical thing that you guys experience all the time for this unique old system that you guys have installed here running and and it's the backbone of the way you operate. I have no idea how to fix it. And you are reaching out to me to fix it and screaming at me or come on, come on, you know, whatever. And I just start developing this skill to... Because it's, it's, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not overthinking. I'm not sitting at my desk thinking, okay, how am I going to approach this particular person and speak and all that. I just speak. Because I'm trying to fix your systems. So I was privileged. I feel like it's, it's a privilege to be in that experience, to, to experience that in the field. Because as I got into more professional levels where the company just got bigger and bigger and bigger that skill is needed even more and they judge you on it you walk into an interview and in my opinion I've seen I can tell when an interview goes bad just by the tone and the way the feel the way that person was communicating now they're not communicating like that anymore with you so it'll go, it can go real bad as soon as you slip up. You say one thing, you 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 know your little ghetto slang thing, whatever comes out, and or this little slang word that you, you have a tendency to say, or um, you cuss. You know, um, I've held back cussing. I think I, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure I cussed in one or two of my interviews before. I've interviewed a lot, but I, I've I've cussed before in an interview, um, and and main, and knowing when to do it. Right, because I walked into a uh, an interview before, and it was actually before I even got into the IT world working. Right, I was I had I was still getting my associate's degree, I was still um, reading that CompTIA book, and I was trying to get into the starting getting some experience. <laughs> and I interviewed for Best Buy. I walked in, shaved, perfectly shaved, all that good stuff. I had shaved the night before. I had a big beard. Well, not a big one. I just had a beard. Whatever. Um, and yeah, the guy said, man, if you had walked in with a beer, because I mentioned it, if you had walked in with a beer, I would have hired you right away. I'm pretty sure he was exaggerating, but if I had walked in with a beard, I'm pretty sure that interview would have went even better than everybody did. Like, I'm pretty sure when I walked in, we had a bunch of stuff to talk about, because he, he had full-fledged beard, huge beard, like a biking beard, and, uh, Mine was more like long, but I still want to say it was huge. But his was big, and he had a bunch of tattoos. And it would have been great if I walked in with a beard, right? So you got to know when to say certain things and when to do certain things, right? So communication, extremely important. Helps out in your interviews. Helps out in... Just in your career itself. You can get promoted just by the way you talk and look. 
going dressed, whatever. I tend to, for me, I haven't started, um, I didn't start dressing up until the last probably year and a half, year maybe. Before that, man, it was just, uh, well, my first IT job was forced, it was forced upon me. And I think that's why I, I, I developed this, um, I didn't want to attitude to dress up because I, I purchased, man, I spent so much money, man, my first job, I, I, I got paid garbage, garbage, okay, like, I think a dollar over minimum, and I was working way too hard, right, I mean, I'm not lazy or anything, but damn, I was working hard, I was, I remember going into work on Thanksgiving, right, and, uh, my buddy, um, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it was my buddy. It was, it was his shift, and he couldn't do it. And they had reported something on a on Thanksgiving. I showed up, and it wasn't even my job to do it. But I was part of the team. I was like, you know what? I had this whole man. They, if I had gotten into a proper company, I wouldn't have gotten so ruined. I feel like in my professional career, it took a while for me to get back into the whole positive mindset. But man, I got ruined for that job. But um, yeah, I, I would. I I think I spent a thousand something dollars on my first uh, laptop, and I was getting paid again above minimum wage in California. All right, so um, and uh, what else? I purchased slacks. I think from uh, Ben's Warehouse, right? Instead of going and getting those dickies or whatever from uh, those little. Uh, Cheap ones from Cole, uh, not even from Coles, from uh, Marshalls or something. Some cheap slacks, but no, I spent like sixty bucks on the damn slacks. Man, it was terrible. But not until recently I started dressing up. Why? Because it's dressed for the the role that you want. Prior to that, I was a technician fixing computers, I got really good at fixing networks, fixing systems, all I'm pretty much volunteer, hey, do you want to do this, hell yeah, I do, I don't know how to do it, but I know some aspects of it, let's do it, I have some questions, could you help me with some questions if I ask them, yeah, of course, cool, let's do it then, because that type of attitude got me to where the amount of experience that I got at a short amount of time. So I recently interviewed for a director position. I'm 27 years old. Five to six years experience. I couldn't believe it. Like for me, I'm thinking, I don't know, one day, 30 something, I can make that, I can do that one day. But I'm talking about three years ago, three years ago, I would have never thought I'll be in a director position in three years' time from where I was at. Three years ago, I was 24. Living in my mom's house. Um, not my car, my mom's car. And thinking, all right, I just got to do as much work as possible. Get my degree, get my bachelor's, and just and just start pushing the amount of experience and, and see what happens if I fully dedicate. Because I'm telling you, I have not put 100% effort at work 
until two years ago. Until uh, 2017. After 2017, that's when I put in my time. Prior to that, I was always 50-50 with school. So I was going to school full-time and going to work full-time. And yeah, I was overworked. Yeah, I was I was working hard at work. But my full concentration on day-to-day skill development, what I needed to learn, it was always split with school. I had to learn whatever the school taught me at the same time. I had my managers and supervisors telling me things that I need to learn, um, and CEOs and th- telling me that I need to learn um, something else. I got to learn Sonicwa. I got to learn um, Sophos. I got to learn, um, you know, GPO policies. I mean, I didn't learn that in college. So I didn't put in the effort. I mean, I put in the effort, but it was it wasn't fully on. It was it was split. So. When I up until the past couple of years, I started really putting in more focus on my day-to-day activities at work. Now it sounds contradicting because earlier I was saying, you know, you gotta volunteer, you gotta volunteer. Yeah, I volunteered, but you gotta the the part of volunteering, learning the skill, and then going home and then continuing to learn it, and then going back. That's what I'm saying. I split when I went home, I split the time of learning half from school so I'll, I'll spend some time I was like look if I spend a couple hours and then go back to doing some homework and then I'll, I'll, I'll I was like look you know what all this week is going to be all work I'm going to study this X, Y, and Z practice it and then um, I remember printing out Sonic Wall how to video uh, um, configurations understanding it I bought a um, PowerShell book I never read it I read the intro I read, I read um, like Four chapters, five chapters. I got familiar with it. Uh, I only up, ever used it up until 2018, which is pretty good because that book uh, retained that uh, retained that knowledge really well. But um, I had read it in fucking stunt 15 minutes on 14. But I remember I I I learned what cable cabling was. I re- That was terrible. Sorry about that. On the Uber, canceled it. But I knew what cabling was. But what I didn't know was how to terminate cable. They're not. So I will terminate it with the uh, with the cover. Out of the termination, so you have wires coming in, terminating, and uh, it took me a while for me to be able to like learn how to put it in and terminate at the same time, and then testing it. And man, I remember spending hours trying to run and test cable. Man, that is a skill, definitely a skill. But understanding what, why, um, something's not transmitting to a port, and for some reason not active, is plugged into a switch. Why isn't it active? I don't know. And thinking overthinking the hell out of it right um but i remember going home and learning how to terminate on my bed i bought a little strap of a little strip of a cat five going home terminate do uh three or four a day and then you know go back to my studies or go to sleep or whatever i was doing um so what i was saying by that as far as in 100 at work now fully focused on work was that um, 
I was able to learn much quicker than I already was. Like, I was already learning fast. But it became just enough higher rate it, it ridiculous amount it, I started getting bored at work so then I started studying certificates so getting my um, certifications and all that um, refocusing regearing a little bit and changing it up but if you are just if you are if you are just starting out you got your first job again volunteer for any and everything and then go home study and it all circles back to dress for the job that you want and also put in the work for the job that you want yeah you're a technician now you're a help desk tech you answer the phones yeah but hey volunteer ask ask the the manager or ask somebody say hey you know is there any projects I can do while like the the calls are kind of dead and you know it's kind of slow in the in the desk I guarantee it. I guarantee it. They will say, of course. Of course you can. I haven't seen any MSP IT-related job that declined you to work more. If you volunteer to work more, they'll definitely give you work. Definitely. And the smaller the company, the more opportunity. Because the bigger the company, the more you can actually mess up. You can fuck it all up. Accidentally configure wrong port. Make the wrong uh, firewall change. Reboot the wrong server. I accidentally rebooted the host, a host of a, of a server. Man, scared the living shit out of me. Never do that again. But man, those experiences are amazing. I loved it. I have a bunch of stories. Um, I can't wait to express them and tell them to you. But man, this career is amazing. You know, some aspects of them, man, I hate. One thing, no one respects IT at all. If you're getting into this field because you want to feel acknowledged and kind of like, oh yeah, you're you're this, with that, whatever, you you helped out the company. Nope. Soon as you fix the problem, they're okay, good, bye. That's where the communication again comes in. If they feel comfortable with you and talk to you, man, they'll, they'll say, oh, I appreciate it. Oh, take your time. Don't worry about it. And I'll be back. I'll, I'll um, go to lunch. You know, man, once I learned that skill, once I learned how to communicate, lead the conversation, be effective in my wording, don't speak so much. I was able to say what I want to say with the shortest amount of words possible, and they un- completely understand it. That skill, it's amazing. So communication, you guys. Communication. So uh, thank you for listening. So cap it up here. I'm thinking about. I think 20 minutes is pretty good. Sorry about the the sound earlier. Well, fix that. But uh, felt pretty good today. So. You guys having a great what is this Wednesday? Great Wednesday. All right. Um, so check out the itblog.info for more information. Um, thinking about what to write up. Um, thinking about some few ideas and what to write up and post 
this weekend. I'm doing one post a week. So um, let me know. Hit me up. Um, hit me up via my website, theitblog.info. All my contact information is there. If you have any ideas or uh, what would you like to hear. And hey, I might even, um, if you would like, I'll shout you out in this post, uh, in this uh, in the video, or oh, in the podcast. And uh, and answer your question, and maybe expand on it a little bit. So, thanks again, listen for the IT podcast daily podcast episode two. I really, really appreciate it. Like, share, and subscribe if you can. I'm also on Stitcher. If you guys are listening on a different platform, and Stitcher's awesome. I listen to the Gary V show and others. So, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Peace.